Um, yeah, Tales from the Plantation, Volume 14. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, got some special guests here today. It's a bit of like a, a rainbow coloured cast in, in front of me. Bit of a diversity episode. We have a white man on the podcast. Can you tell us your name and your and your ethnic background? Um, yeah, so I had a couple of different conversations I wanted to get into today. Um, but I thought, why not have the people from those actual communities here to have the conversation? So, um, my boy is here. Um, we've, I've been saying I wanted to get on the podcast for ages. Um, but one of the things I wanted to get into was with the whole Brexit thing that's going on. I mean, has anyone seen the, the, the nonsense that's, that's happening now? <laughs> Indicative votes, this. Mate, I've got no idea what's going on. Bro, I I'm, don't actually like care. Like common market, anymore. this and no. WTO, that. I just, I, I'm so, I'm tired. I'm I've tired been following it very closely, actually. Like almost, <laughs> almost obsessively, to be honest. <laughs> like very obsessively. How do you have the energy for that? Um, I, I watch, I watch it in the morning when I'm getting dressed. I have this YouTube channel called TDLR, and they just do breakdowns of Brexit. That's their whole channel. So every really? single day they post like updates. And you know, like that's like me and Trump. I, I, I can't do it anymore. But literally for about the last two years, I've been watching all the like American like <laughs> yeah, I satire shows like Colbert and Trevor Noah because I'm just fixated. I can't. And it's because I really thought the Mueller investigation was going to finish him. And then when it didn't, I just thought he's going to get in again. So I'm just, I can't bother to pay any more attention to him. But anyway, with, with this Brexit thing, um, one of the things that Brexit has highlighted, well, I say highlighted, <coughs> but everyone who's actually part of any sort of ethnic minority no one's under any illusion but for um the the white liberals they were in shock and amazement that people were still racist and they just they couldn't believe it they were beside themselves that islamophobia still thing that exists um so i wanted to get i wanted to get into a conversation about is um islamophobia and the rise of it so i i was having this conversation before with you and i was saying do you not like obviously you will know about this I, I, when I think of Islamophobia, sometimes I think, are people mad at the religion or is it just that they don't like Asian people? Case, like, case, in, case in point, right? You know, Jess Hilarious. You guys, do you guys hear about Jess Hilarious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jess Hilarious is this, is like this um, comedian um, from America. And uh, she was, how funny can you be though if you have to name yourself <laughs> you Hilarious? It's what I do, guys. <laughs> yes. <Just> hilarious. <laughs> like, but she, so she was on a plane with, um, she was in the plane with some brown people, let's just say. And she was outraged, like, I feel uncomfortable with them on the plane, blah, 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 blah. And got, I think she did, did she end up she getting them taken off? No, they wow. Let's clarify, they weren't just brown people, they were specifically Sikhs. So no, but I was, gonna, I was gonna get into they that. Had on That's what I was gonna get, yeah. So I was getting into that. So, building up a bit of a suspense. It's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're trying to do that. I was getting there. So basically, yeah. So they happened to be. She thought they were Muslims and was trying to get them off the plane. And so she did end up getting them chucked off. How did she get them chucked How off the plane? How can you get people... It's America, what, man. That's what I was about. I'm, I don't understand. I didn't understand But I don't that. think... From what I understood, I don't think she got them chucked off the plane. I think what happened, they were actually asked off the plane. And it wasn't her. And then afterwards, she was like, see, I told you why they're not on the plane anymore. Oh. So and I don't think, think it was actually her. After that being like, I'm so sorry that I did this and I didn't even know Sikhs were a people. She didn't know Sikhs. She didn't know Sikhs existed. And I, I fully believe that. 
Wow. I fully believe that. But the, the thing is, her apology was so dumb because she was kind of basically saying that if these were Muslims, that my reaction would have been completely justified. <laughs> justified. But I did not realize these people are Sikhs. I did oh, not know right, that mate. anyone other than Osama bin Laden wore turbans. That's wow. basically what she was saying. And she was like, I didn't know that this community wore turbans. And that's about <laughs> if, if they were Muslim, it was cool. Yeah. Because like, then they are a threat. Like, that was basically what she was saying. Which was just, Her apology was that you guys were the wrong type of brown people. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm deeply regret. <laughs> And now I'm going to learn about you so that I don't mistake, so you, mistake for those, you for the wrong yeah, for I'll the get wrong the right one, one next time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, so my question is, right, like, are people just, do you feel like people are offended at the religion itself or do you feel like people just don't like brown people and they use Islamophobia as a cover? Or both can be true, I guess. You know what? Like, after we had that conversation a few weeks ago, I've actually been trying to think about this myself because it's weird because Islamophobia is something that I haven't really intellectualised. In my mind, I just kind of like, yeah, it exists. You know what I mean? So I don't really think of what is, where did it come from? What happened to it? And how, did, you know, all of that stuff it just kind of is irrelevant to me in some senses. And I guess too, but I tried actually trying to figure it out. So essentially what I would say is that what has happened to Muslims as a community um, it's, it's difficult calling even a community because obviously there's so many diverse backgrounds and beliefs and everything within being a Muslim but what it's been is it's been made into one group it's been made into it's just been made into one in the same way that black people or any other kind of ethnic group have been made into essentially what is one group despite the fact that there's so much diversity within it so what has happened to Muslims is they've now become, they've taken on the kind of social role of a race rather than the fact that we're brown, the fact that we're Arab, the fact that we're black or Indonesian or whatever. I mean, Indonesia yeah. is a country with the most Muslims in the world, right? It's, and no one really thinks of it as that. Didn't know that. But, right, yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know that. I didn't even know that. I assumed it was Pakistan. To be honest, but it's not. I would have guessed we're, Pakistan or Saudi Arabia. We're third, man. Saudi Arabia has like ten people in it, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's probably more expats in Saudi than there are actual Saudis. Yeah, expats. Yeah, expats. Oh yeah, it's true. Um, immigrants, 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 white immigrants, white immigrants. Yeah, yeah. But um, so yeah. Anyway, so now basically what's happened is that Muslims become a race, even mm. though it's not right. But it's in. It's like if you're Muslim, you are a different race to being white essentially it's an other race to whiteness right so then <clears throat> what you have is that if you are for example a white convert someone you know that is white but they decide to become muslim you're considered someone that's a traitor to your race right you know so it's kind of considered you can't be white and muslim because muslim is a whole different thing yeah even though you can be white and christian or white, or white and atheist, anything else Buddhist, but you can't be white and muslim because muslim is associated with something that is another thing completely so mm. in that sense it is it's akin to racism but in a weird way where it's not actually a one a type of muslims aren't a type of people that look a certain way you yeah. know they can look however but would you, you would know. you say that white muslims could get let's say discriminated against because they're muslim like could you say could that be a thing yeah, they can, but it's 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 a difficult one, right? Because it depends how visibly Muslim you are. Mm, if you're a sure. white person uh, and you have a beard, you can just be a hipster. 
right? <laughs> Whereas me, I walk down the street with a beard, even though I'm walking in yeah, shortage. You know, they, I'm not a hipster, hipster. Right? I've been called a hipster, hipster, hipster once or twice and I hate it. Really? But yeah, but by, by brown, by people that Oh, by brown, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh, you're a hipster. I'm like, mate. <laughs> but, um, but, you can, but say, for example, if you're a white woman that wears a hijab, that's a very different story yeah you know because then it's like okay you're a muslim but wait your skin's white or if you're visibly you you talk about muslim issues or whatever kind of thing it's considered being a traitor to being a white person you can't be white and muslim even though <clears throat> in parts of europe that are obviously white places like chechnya places like albania um bosnia etc these are white faces but they are historically been muslim for centuries so again, it's based. It's the racialization of this idea of that if you're a Muslim, you're not white, and then I feel like I'm talking for ages. But no, go, no, go, go. But um, but within that, then you've got this element of paki bashing that mm. has kind of been subsumed within this idea of Islamophobia too, mm. right? So that's where you get this stuff about Sikhs getting beaten up. You remember yeah. a few, like back, kind of when the war on terror was like the kind of phrase that everyone was using. That Brazilian guy got shot. John Charles de Menezes. Yeah. That was the he worst He got shot thing, and kind of because he had kind of brown skin. Yeah. Right? And Which, he was just running from feds because that's what you do, bruv. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you do if you're not white, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah. But he got shot because they mistook him for a Muslim because he was a brown person that had like stubble on his face, if I remember correctly. Right? Yeah, got, yeah. So within this, it's like the, 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 the kind of the racism against Pakis and the race and the kind of dislike for Islam as race mm. has kind of been molded, molded into one thing. So you get people that kind of use the two interchangeably, right? Yeah. You kind of, if you, it's like you become a Paki as soon as you become a Muslim in mm. this country. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But say yeah. if you're in France, they associate more with North Africa, mm. right? Because their migrants, their Muslim populations are mostly North American. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, North African. So then you're kind of assumed that you're part of that. And it's it's different for different parts of the world, kind of thing in that sense. But you are essentially seen as other to whiteness. So in that right. sense, it is a race. It's now become yeah. a race. Now that's an <laughs> interesting point about what it, it looks like in in France, because yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't be using the same sort of words towards North Africans because they, obviously they're more light skinned, right? Most most yeah, but also they 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 have a different type of racism, right? Mm. It's not packy bashing in. Not in France because there's hardly any Pakis there. Yeah, you know, but in the UK where that's historically been the case since the fifties, sixties, there's been this kind of right wing kind of idea of go around being a Pakis. That's now become into it, kind of subsumed into the same thing. And I think that's the weird thing is like you have people like in the EDL that will say, "Ah, like they'll say, oh we welcome everybody.' Like we we just don't like Muslims, but." We welcome Sikhs and we welcome like whoever, but really everyone knows when you think about it properly. Let's be honest; like they couldn't care less whether they're Sikh. But like to them, to the majority of the members of the EDL, it's just anyone that's not like white. But then there is a special sort of hatred towards Muslims, so they will get their token <coughs> Sikh or their token black to come and be like, "Yeah, like they don't hate me; they just hate Muslims or whatever." Not. Yeah, I mean the thing is, there is a certain. I think Islamophobia shouldn't be shouldn't be considered just a white problem. Yeah. Right? Because so you look at the subcontinent, you look at who's in power in India, the BJP, right? 
the 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 prime the prime minister of India right now, um, whose name's Modi, right? He's he was actually the governor of Gujarat at the time of the sectarian religious riots in which like Muslims got killed, and he encouraged it. He was not allowed to go into America because of what he did. Really, in well, he in was kind region. of in in in, and now he's the prime minister of India. Wow. You talk to a lot of like. Hindu nationalists obviously not Indian all Indians but you talk to kind of this movement of Hindu nationalism which is very much like a Hindu fascism in India you talk about what they think about Muslims and it's pretty similar to what you know your average fascist white person is going to think about Muslims and you know so and they, and they, there is this kind of it's not I mean obviously within the Western European North American context the people that are target the perpetrators of Islamophobia are generally white. Yeah. But again, there's videos out there of like even black women abusing Muslim women on the bus and all of this kind mm. of stuff. So it's kind of it's it's something that's just become it's such an ingrained part of society now yeah. that Muslims are fair game, you know, and especially if you're visibly Muslim. That's so that's interesting because even thinking about it now, like I've spoken to like. Indian friends and Sally, I don't know if you've had ever had this, but like one of my Indian friends was telling me like for them, like there's like dating rules kind of like of like the worst person you can date. And so obviously it's like it goes by caste mm. and then it goes like I think it goes like white and then probably I don't know, maybe like like East like East Asian and then like black and then like Muslim is like the worst. Like black is like really bad, but like Muslim is just like just forget about even being part of this family kind of thing. Bro, is that like, fair? like, yeah, that's what that's what my <laughs> friend that's what my friend told me. She was like, yeah, with with us, it's like, nah, Muslims is like, and not for for her personally. In fact, that was her issue. She was actually dating a Muslim, so it was it was it was a bit mad. But like for her, she's like for her parents and her family, it's like a proper no go to date like a Muslim. I don't know if you have you heard of anything like that in, or is that just I don't know is that just my friend being moving? No, nah, I haven't heard of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Not in my family, but my dear friend. Yeah, it just seemed like, and I think it's interesting you said about Islamophobia not just being, because I have always kind of in my head it's always been like that's a white problem, like white people just don't like Muslim, just because I thought it's because they don't like Asians or whatever. Just don't like anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) But it's actually it's actually a deeper thing of like okay, like they don't. So what is like what? I think it's, it's I think it's the same as any type of like even if we look at uh, like something like anti blackness right we always talk about so I had um I went to like this round table discussion thing with like the um, professional body of like for what I work as and then they were talking about racism like within the profession and like in university and we had a conversation about um. Like what can we do to combat racism at universities and what can we do to combat in the workplace and everyone talked about like pretty much like white people mm. and as a black woman i was like well actually to be honest i work with a lot of like asian men and i've encountered prejudice i wouldn't call it racism because it's different but i've encountered a lot of prejudice from like the asian men that i work with or like ignorant comments from them so I- i'm not going to frame anti-blackness as something that's like only a white thing because i think that even if something like islamophobia or anything like 
it's like a trickle down effect. So because whiteness is the standard for everything, people who are of in communities that are actually oppressed internalize a lot of the the racism or the Islamophobia or the white supremacy themselves and they enact it. So like even when black police officers, for example, will like shoot a black black police officer will shoot a black person and people be like, Oh my gosh, how can they do it? They're black. And I'm like, yeah, but white supremacy doesn't mean that black people don't act in ways that reinforce mm-hmm. our system. Mm-hmm. And Islamophobia means that people of all communities who are, we are all affected by the system means that we can then, in, we can behave in the same way because we're part of the system. And that, mm. that, that, those thought processes and that, that drip, that constant drip in society of, of prejudices against certain groups of people affects us all, which is why black people have internalized racism and why, even um yeah a, a black person can definitely be islamophobic because why would they be immune to it just because they're black yeah it's interesting because mm-hmm. like even you think about like white women 53 percent of white women voting for trump is like why would you vote for someone that's literally against your interest like he <coughs> he'd grab your pussy if he could but you still vote for him like yeah you vote you do things that really don't make sense and, it, and i guess in my head i would have thought well and that's why the just hilarious thing i thought huh because like, you're black and surely you'd understand but then you just you'd think that about most oppressed people ah, since you're part of this group you'd probably understand what it's like and so you wouldn't do the same thing but it's like if we all grow up in the in the same society it's like we're going to internalize those sorts of things all the time so i just i just found some like um statistics so it's saying it said that 35 percent of britons thought that islam was generally a threat to the british way of life i had that step man like 50 percent of those who voted conservative in the 2017 general election thought that islam was generally a threat to the british way of life to me like it sounds like i don't know when i read it i was i mean it, i was shocked i was shocked not surprised but at the same time i'm surprised like half of the people who voted conservative like that's a massive and then like for labor 22 percent said islam was generally a threat and 43 percent thought it compatible which does suggest that even though we know there's all these problems with labour and whatever, but if you're part of, I don't know, oppressed groups or you just have a general care for the good of society in some way, it's not necessarily that Conservatives are always going to be much better than, sorry, that Labour is going to be much better than Conservatives, but it's just like, all the racists aren't in the in the Conservatives party, but loads of them are. It's just, <coughs> it's just interesting that there's that much of a, like a, enough people in the country that really think that Islam is a threat. So my question to you then is like, what have you like experienced? Cause like when we were talking the other day, you were saying stuff and I was like, I couldn't, even though like I knew Islamophobia existed, I didn't really feel, I didn't really think it was like that bad or like how it affects you personally. Yeah. Um, and before I talk about my own personal experience, I mm. want to try and, <clears throat> I want to think, I want to try and explain why it happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I think, it's important to try and trace this back because I think realistically in the post 9-11 world that we're now living in, Islam on the global scale has become the other. It's become the threat, right? Mm-hmm. So one one statistic I found, which kind of represents this quite well, is that 50% of people that were surveyed in a YouGov poll thought that Islam was a threat to Western democracy, right? Which shows what the, the kind of, the, the these beliefs that there is a clash in terms of civilizational clash between these people, which is the, even though these ideas have been debunked by 
people from all sides kind of thing because it's just not true right there's mm. no such thing as necessarily an islamic civilization that has always been in opposition to a judeo-christian european civilization it's just not the case but that's the ideas that have been peddled so there's been this idea that's been peddled that muslims are a threat and that then obviously the war on terror kind of was the uh was kind of the outcome of that and in order to justify the war on terror which was essentially a <clears throat> like an American-led imperial war to essentially um, establish hegemony over regions where there was still rebellion to the new world order of the like of the West. That's how I know you, man. Man's, man's got a master's that. in that. I said hege- hegemony, you know. Hegemony. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, once it was, it was, it was not about Islam, but that was what the rhetoric that was used in order to justify it and so then what you had post that is that it's we can't separate what's now happening on here in the west to what's been happening for the last two decades in muslim countries right this is very much connected to the dehumanization of the countless i mean in iraq nearly around a million people that died as a result of the like invasion in Afghanistan, I don't even know how many people have died, but there's been a civil war going on there for like 40 years now. So, I mean, you know, mm. it's going to be a lot. And even to that drone strikes, all of this kind of stuff that's been happening for decades now over there in order to de- to justify their dehumanization and to justify just being able to kill them as if they're, you know, whatever, just not human. Yeah. That now has reached these shores. Mm. And it's not just reached in now this is the thing like in the obviously what's happening in new zealand is um the biggest attack that's happened in awful man like but you know i actually listed down a few major ones right i did my research because you know making correct you know so in 2013 in birmingham an 82 year old man got stabbed to death by some guy and he his his reason for doing it was literally he was Muslim and there were no witnesses. That's a quote. That's a quote from the guy that did from it. From the guy that did it. That's what he that said, right? So wild. That's mad. And then in 2015 in uh, the US, I think it was in North Carolina, the in Chapel Hill, three uh, students, I think they were Palestinian students, got shot by their neighbor because of what was a parking dispute apparently but that same neighbor had apparently two of them wore hijab so two of them actually like it was basically he'd been saying really racist and islamophobic stuff pre the parking dispute right shot them over so he shot dispute. yeah he shot three of them killed three of them then, oh they died <clears throat> they Jeez. all died yeah this is all people that have died wow. uh in january 2017 in quebec six people were killed in a mosque were shot dead um the guy was not charged under terrorism for some reason, even though it was called a terrorist act. Oh, yeah. Um, they, and they can't be terrorists. They're that's not terrorists. Yeah, that's fine. But, and then you had, obviously, in Finsbury Park last, last you know, the year before. Yeah, I don't feel like got it. I feel like it like, kind of slipped under the radar. It's like a... It's because like, only one it's person a, died, but it's lucky. But it was a terrorist attack. It was. It was. It was a full-on it terrorist was. attack. But it's because it didn't affect, like, the rest of the population. Yeah, no one like, really... Oh, it was Muslims that died. And, and I feel like in certain people's heads, like, oh, well, you know, they did this. So it's like tips So attack. we can do it. Because yeah. it was just after the, um, you know, that thing that happened in London Bridge. Where London Bridge, they, yeah, where the guy was... They went on the, br- on the uh, bridge. bridge and started... But like, that's the same sort of thing they started saying, like, with this Christchurch one, 
it's the same sort of thing where people were saying like I think it was there were screenshots of like Facebook were like well look how they like it when, when it's done to them blah 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 yeah. and it's literally an us and, and them thing and there was that like, guy um, that senator from Australia Senator Fraser Anning oh that man saying. that was just that guy was oh, what an awful human being literally the day <laughs> if you like, live by the sword you die by the sword that was just that incredible was but you know so it's senator like, you know senator man jeez but I'm Australia's on a bit of a mad one yeah Australia's just racist <laughs> everyone that goes there just like stuck in the 50s which yeah. I fully believe but but yeah, um, so it's like, you know, this, this, this uh, othering of Muslims that has essentially made it okay to just go and kill people just going to pray. Mm. It's not come out of nowhere, you know. There's a context that goes back a long time that ju- essentially makes this an acceptable thing to do, you know. Mm. And, and, you know, and what I've been trying to say to people like in post this stuff that's happening in New Zealand is that Muslims aren't shocked. You know, mm. like I've not spoke to a single Muslim that is shocked by what's happened. Really, it's just been a. Wow. It's a matter of time, and I'm talking about people. I'm talking about Muslims that are practicing. I'm talking about Muslims that are not practicing at all. I'm talking about all different ethnicities, everything. Everyone's just kind of like, yeah, it's going to happen at some point. Wow. You know, and it's kind of been an inevitability. And the f- what it shows, I mean, Friday prayers, right? The way it kind of is, is that everyone goes to Friday. It's kind of one of those things that people do even if they don't practice. It's kind of a, partly a cultural thing to go kind to Friday prayers. Kind of a bit like prayers. how church can be. Yeah, married. it's kind of just, okay, yeah, I go to Friday prayers because, you know, my parents took me, when I, my dad took me when I was a kid mm. kind of thing, you know. So everyone goes, like, I know people that just literally pray Friday prayers and don't do anything else religious in their rest of the week. So it's like, <clears throat> it's not a hotbed for extremisms and, like, really practicing Muslims it's just everyone kind of just goes that's not where training camps are and all that kind of yeah. that kind of stuff nah <laughs> <laughs> Muslimic ray guns and all that kind of stuff um, yeah so it's like it kind of shows like for me that what I've been trying to tell Muslims is like it doesn't matter whether you're practicing or not it's like you are still mm. a target so it's, that's why I'm saying it's not by Islam necessarily but yeah, though, your original question was about... Um, like, what you've experienced. My like, experience, yeah. right? Or, like, people around you, what they experience. experienced. Like, as a Muslim, like, how do you find... It? I guess it doesn't have to be here in London, but just in general, like... Um, just being on road. So, pretty much all my Muslim friends have experienced something. Right? Um, every single person I know that wears a scarf has definitely experienced multiple abuses, right? And wow. luckily, out of the ones I know, no one's been seriously harmed. But everyone's had some sort of verbal abuse or something, intimidation happening to them. So even everyone expects it, like... Everyone expects it. I mean, this. I, I think one thing that... I mean, I'll try and... I've been relatively lucky, I'd say, you know, and I don't know why that is because I have a big beard and stuff, right? Like, because I'm not... I'm Maybe because man's been going to the gym a bit heavy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell really you like. how much the LRE benches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> no... Um, I've been relatively lucky, but say we were talking earlier today about someone. I want to say his name. So oh yeah, yeah, no waste. Can I say his name? No, no, don't say his name. 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 He might lose his job. No, no, don't say his name. Don't say his name. He's talking about this racist white guy from my old school. Yeah, yeah. Um, say his name. No, <laughs> in it. Say his name in it. Why? Why are you I'll protecting him? Would he protect you? <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, we don't need to say his name. It's not relevant. It's not relevant to the story, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's what's his name on the podcast? Huh? What's your podcast name? No, he just... Uh, what you call me normally. Okay. Shez, yes. you can call him Shez. Say, say his name. No, what? Say his name. 
Sorry, okay, sorry. Okay, okay, I won't say. Why are you looking at Harry? My G. He's a. He's a. You know. But yeah, go go go. But yeah, like he he called me a terrorist on several occasions, right? I was called a terrorist like several times. I remember once I was called a terrorist at school. I complained to our class teacher, you know that waste man that lived in Tunbridge. No, we can say his name. <laughs> Who's oh, that? Mr. Craig. So what we can say? Some name. We can say his name. We're protecting Hitler Junior from what? <laughs> hey, you said the name already, anyway. So what did he say? <laughs> say it clearly, Chef. Um, <laughs> say his name, bro. I don't. Ask you have to let you know the guy. Yeah, it's like your job, innit? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Yeah. <laughs> lives in Sidcup. Went to St. Olaf. Oh, I can't say that. Can <laughs> you already know. Uh, wow. Let's find his LinkedIn. Let's find his LinkedIn so I can find out where he No, um, yeah. So I go call the terrorist and Mr. Craig asked me, do you have any proof? <laughs> he literally was like, "Do you have any proof?" Did he actually say he that? He took me and the guy no, no, that. Check that. Check no. wow. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Did he want proof? Stop. That you were a terrorist or proof? <laughs> that you were a terrorist? Like, what was he asking for? He was asking for proof that I got called a terrorist. Oh, okay, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so man said like, "Ah, oh, you didn't wow. really, you didn't record it." Man yeah, said, yeah, you, "You terrorist." And I said, "Wait, hold on. Wait, say that you again. Just say it one more time. I, I can video could, you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> On my like, crappy Nokia phone back in Man the day. Said, Do I have so, any proof? You should have cussed him out and told him about himself. And then when he wanted to discipline you, say, Have you got any proof? That's why Adam's a chief fan. Ah, man. Yeah, I should have done that. I should have done Life that. Life lessons. Yeah, man. Hit them, with, hit them back with it. Hit them back with it. Yeah. Nah, I gave him enough, anyways. I gave him enough grief. But. There um, on LinkedIn. <laughs> Yo, chill out, man. That's not even the point. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, that was at school, right? And then I remember after seven seven, people came up to me like, "Oh, did you hear about it?" And then they kind of the way they were asking me was kind of like, as in, "Do you want an explanation?" Like, as in, "What am I? Do what, why are you <laughs> looking at like? Did your boys? <laughs> yeah, like as in coming up to me like, "Did you hear about what happened?" And I'm like, "What?" I genuinely didn't know, right? And then they're saying it and they're just telling me what happened. I was I actually, I, I made a joke about it, which is terrible to be honest, but it's kind of just inspired the fact that they were just, why are you coming to me with this? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that was school. Um, after school, uni was all right, to be honest. I got called um, an extremist by the um, Israel society, but yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a separate one. That's, that's a separate one. That's a separate one. That's, um, that's, we welcome that's, all nationalities, all races, all, 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 all religious persuasions mm-hmm. on this podcast. That's all religions are welcome. You want a tissue, Harry? You're a scientist. <laughs> There's a little bead of sweat just rolling. I had one job in it. Are we in no way, way, shape or form, condone anti-Semitism? Yeah, we don't. We don't condone it in any way, shape or form. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So after uni, I've had, um, I've had a beer bottle chucked at me from what? Lucian Station. Uh, you know there's a bridge underneath so I don't know if he I I don't know if the person chucked it because he was just chucking it off because he was drunk or whether he was chucking it at me but it came kind of close to me so I'm kind of assuming it was I've had someone throw a cigarette by at me Um, yeah I mean I've been stopped at the airport once or twice Um, but yeah like that's kind that's what I'm saying these things are relatively minor right but I think throwing a cigarette by you is relatively minor yeah, because it didn't, I mean, it didn't get me in it. That's what I'm saying. As in, it, it didn't, yeah, I but, didn't, and luckily I haven't actually right. had to suffer as a result of yeah, it. You know, yeah, like yeah, it hasn't yeah. actually had an impact But doesn't, it doesn't, life. it put you on edge though. But it does. So this is the thing, right? So as in terms of things I actually, I was thinking about this earlier today, things that I actually go through my mind every day. 
um, related to this. So one of the things I told you about was how me, and I know a lot of other people don't stand near to the platform edge at a train station, right? Because there's actually videos out there of people being chucked in front of them, right? There's videos out there oh of that goodness. kind of stuff happening. And mm. it's kind of like, you know, it's one of those things that's like, why risk it? And the fact that mm. you're thinking about that is kind of mad. It's kind of sad that you have to even think about the fact that you're standing somewhere waiting for a train and thinking about your safety in that situation. Mm. Um, that's one thing that I think about every day. Um, another thing, like every morning I'm reading a book about Islam on the train. Um, and I kind of always have to consciously not hold it down so that people can't see the cover, you know, because I'm kind of like, I don't want people to get intimidated. So I used to hold it down like this and then I'd have to pay up so I'm reading it like I normally would read. Um, and then I have an unfortunate kind of interest in certain political issues and yeah. theories that mm -hmm. kind of... Yeah again make me kind of think okay i need to kind of hide the book cover and this and that i was reading a huey newton's book uh, revolutionary suicide right and the cover of that is just three black guys holding a holding rifles right so whenever i was reading that even, problems yeah every, every time i'm reading that i'm like okay well what's everyone gonna think about it you, you know like those kind of thoughts are going through your head all the time um but yeah, like other Muslims, like every hijabi that I know has been abused in some way. You know, I think about would I want my wife to wear one? And even though religiously I would say that I think it's compulsory to do so, would I want to encourage my wife to do that? Obviously, I wouldn't force my wife to do that. It's unlike what everyone tries to say about Muslims and, you know, mm. we oppress our women all the time. There's a lot of oppression among of women in Muslim societies, but... Um, oh, yeah, conversation. That's yeah, yeah. a different conversation, right? Um, but I think about whether I would want my wife to wear that, whether I'd want my sister, my mom to wear the hijab because I'm kind of like, it just puts you in danger, it makes you a target. Have you thought about, about your beard? Like, have you thought about just not wear, not having it because you just think it's yeah. just more hassle than it's worth? Yeah, but I mean, you can't live. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of, in a sense, it's a form of resistance. Mm. in a very minute scale like it's not me that meaningful but it's kind of symbolic in some senses that it's just like well yeah i'm not going to change who i am because that i'm not going to make yeah. uh, give in to that fear you know of that so and white people will still find another excuse to other you irrespective of they will you, whether you have i mean you're still i'm still brown beard. right yeah. i mean when when i had this racist abuse at school i had no beard i was clean yeah, shaven that's true right so they always find a reason and i'm still brown and i can't be anything else so that's still probably... be like loud and proud about it yeah and there are definitely a lot of muslims now that are asserting themselves that yeah i'm muslim and i think that is a good thing because you are muslim that's part of your identity so why not why be shook of it i have a um, i have a question for oh. everybody so we're talking about this in the whatsapp group um about i'm wondering no i'm just gonna be honest about this so no, that's talk... a good question actually. talking yeah. about the whatsapp group um someone was saying that so somebody got on the tube and it was a Muslim guy and I think he was praying, was it? Yeah, I think like he was praying. He was like in, like, he was in, um, I guess, his traditional clothing, oh, which I know. Yeah. Longer, yeah. Um, and he did, I think he was doing his, like, obviously pray five times a day. So I guess it was time to pray. And he just did his prayer, like, on the on tube. The tube. Or on the train. On the train. On the train. As it was, he was standing up and doing it. Or was he sitting down? 
No, I I'm think, exactly he, I think sure. he did like the whole, th- like the whole thing, like right. oh, kneeling, blah blah. <laughs> so, um, and the person was saying it, it made him uncomfortable. Um, I would, I do remember distinctly, like after the, um, the seven seven bombings, like I remember distinctly getting on the tube and seeing a guy with a rucksack and the full wizard garb and looking at shifty and my and I I can't lie, I felt uncomfortable. And I did, and it went through my mind. And as a black person, that makes me very, like, it makes me uncomfortable that I had that reaction Mm. because I know what it's like for somebody to make assumptions Mm. about me. Like, oh, not really, Mm. as a black woman, it's kind of like, not as much, but you know, like your brothers. I like, I've been Mm. in cars with black men, we've been stopped Mm -hmm. by police officers and we've been literally doing nothing wrong. I've been places where I've been profiled or followed around stores. So I know exactly what it's like to be profiled. So the fact that I would even have that instinct to do it with someone else makes me really uncomfortable. But, so I kind of want to talk about like, is it wrong? Like, okay, we all know Islamophobia is wrong, but is it wrong, for example, in that situation to feel discomfort? Is that, is yeah. that in and of itself Islamophobia? That's the, that's the, and so that's and, the question we, that's the question we're having is, is it wrong to have suspicions of people purely based on some sort of aesthetic. So, for instance, the it, wasn't, it wasn't just because the guy was Muslim. Like, I, no, it wasn't because it was, it was the whole thing. It was the thing. It was the, yeah. the rucksack. Yeah. It was the mm-hmm. what I perceived as like looking like it just the whole thing made me think like oh. And I was like, but if it was a if it was a white guy looking shifty. No, to be honest, I'm I'm deeply suspicious of, of white men looking shifty as well, actually. But that's but the question is it, like when it's a white person looking shifty, they're probably actually looking shifty. But I think when it's a black person thing. or a brown person, they're probably actually shifty. you're kind not. of Im- imposing that on right, them because exactly. you're kind of like looking at you're waiting and you're like, for oh, you're, you're thinking back that's on a dodgy looking right. guy. Yeah, and it's the fact that actually most of the terrorist attacks that have happened, like in America, for example have actually been white men, white men. Yeah. So but really, we don't we we just don't think of them as, as like a generally shifty group of people which is with no offense but they are actually quite shifty do you know what i mean like as a general group like more so than like there's no reason to think of them as less shifty than anybody else but we I don't think, yeah i think it's just what we've been fed because like especially after 7-7 everybody would have been talking about it that's the discourse mm. like that's the war on terror that's why everyone thinks the way they think so i don't think obviously it's wrong but i don't think you should feel like a bad like i don't know i'm i'm just thinking like it makes sense because of what's it's about it's about introspectively trying to figure out what what is the root of that discomfort so why do you feel discomfort so if you're if you're a a woman who has been repeatedly i mean abused by men Mm. a whole entire life it's natural that you're going to feel uncomfortable when you're in Mm. like vulnerable situations where you're around other men like that makes sense um but i think when you when you um you analyze why it is that you're feeling uncomfortable in that situation and you realize that actually there isn't any it's literally because like um like you said it's what we've been fed it's the way that we've been conditioned because i found those statistics statistics that you gave were were, were really unsurprising but also they make sense mm-hmm. when you understand i mean the fact that we're living in i mean like a, a post-colonial era where the, the how how our, our whole education system has been completely whitewashed and mm-hmm. what we are taught what we're fed in the media about islam about um about non-white communities does it make any sense there was a survey that came out in 2015 from a race equality think tank that actually said that only one in 12 
Is it one in 12 or one in eight? Let's go with one in eight because it's not as bad. One in eight <laughs> um, white Brits doesn't have any... Um, sorry, only one in eight white Brits has any meaningful relationship with anyone oh, outside yeah. of their own race. Really? Yeah. Um, so that's, we're not just talking about someone that you go to work eight. with. Only Hold one on, in that's eight. not surprising. Neither is it as well. Think we're only, we're only, London, we're only, only one in eight white people in Britain yeah. today has, or in 2015 rather, has any meaningful relationship I guess I'm thinking about London, so yeah. with yeah. somebody in, outside in, of their own, Cornwall, their, their own race. <laughs> so when you understand that, it's, it, it makes it makes perfect sense because nobody actually has like this whole issue of Islamophobia. It's nothing to do with the religion because most mm. of these people don't even they've never they've never read the Quran. They've never been to a mosque. They have very limited understanding of of what Islam actually is or teaches apart from what they've been fed in the media. Like Tommy Robinson, basically. Yeah, exactly. Tommy Robinson, yeah, man. You're shaking it. You got your imam. Or even just even just the even just mainstream media, whether it be the BBC yeah, yeah. or it doesn't have to be as as far right and extreme as a Tommy Robinson. It could be the yeah. BBC or it could be the Sun newspaper. <clears> but it's that's that's where 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 people are basing their their ideas and their notions on on Islam and what it means, rather than real tangible personal personal experiences. Mm. Mm. I think. Um, uh, as you guys have said, like it's all about social conditioning in it. Like we as people, and the thing is, obviously, as oppressed groups of different people that suffer different types of oppression, we get it more. But that doesn't mean we're immune to it, right? Because mm-hmm. I have, I actually have a very similar thing when I sometimes see black like gangsters, you know, kind yeah. of thing. I have. You have to kind of check yourself. You know, that's the kind of, I think that's the first step, as you said, just to actually think, actually, why do I think this person looks intimidating? Why do I think that this person is dodgy when really there's no evidence to suggest that other than what I've been fed Mm. from a social point of view, right? Because obviously if you see someone stabbing someone else, you're like, okay, yeah, stay away from that person. But generally, most people, whether you're Muslim, black, white or whatever, a lot of people are just normal people right they're not in, they're not actually out to get you but the way that society the, the media and all of these things they've taught us to think that way so we have to kind of unlearn all this stuff that we've been taught and that's not necessarily a bad thing it's just something that we have to be conscious of before we can actually go on the path of doing that we have to yeah. and that's the first step is actually being like, oh wait Mm-hmm. We have, have to acknowledge bias. that I have a bias, and uh-huh. then undoing that bias <clears throat> is actually a very difficult thing to do. I think, mm-hmm. but it takes time, and unless you know that it exists, you're not going. I actually found a very interesting stat about young kids, which I think shows how prevalent this like anti-Muslim feeling is. Right, that young kids, as in this was ten to sixteen year olds, thirty-five percent. That's like one one in three school kids thought that partly agreed or partly agreed that Muslims are taking over the country one in three one in three you know what's really strange about these statistics every time I hear about the things about like Muslims so even Brexit Brexit, when Brexit happened I was in um, Stoke-on-Trent which I've said many times on this podcast is literally like the the cesspit of humanity like I don't care um, but I had I was the forced, bum crack of England honestly it was literally bum, I was forced to live there for two years and I'm yeah. literally suffering from PTSD but anyway wow. um, when I was there my driving instructor who I thought was like fine like a nice person um, and then we were talking about Brexit and she was just like suddenly went yeah there's just too many Albanians <laughs> in, um, in this area and I was just like I work at the local hospital and I can count on like my hand the amount of Albanians I've come across 
So <laughs> how have you, like, I don't understand, like, this no, idea. Do you know what? Delusion is actually pe- a real thing. No, but it, like, it's, it's the places where there's like no ethnic minorities that they think that the ethnic minorities take, are taking yeah, over. Like and it's so confusing to me. Mm. Like, I understand like some areas in London where there's like a strong white working class community, like maybe areas in like, like Barking, where, where they feel almost like for them, they can see that they're surrounded by ethnic minorities, right? We're in the, and 16, 17 years ago, they weren't, right? So that in, almost makes sense. But if you live in Devon, how have you got this impression? <laughs> like, it doesn't even match up with what you see with your eyes every day. It's like the strangest thing. Like, you haven't seen a Muslim in weeks. <laughs> so I don't understand how you feel they're taking over. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, I think it, it's what you said about the unlearning. I think that's the that's the most difficult thing, and I, I think it's just about acknowledging. Though I think what you said was important is that it's that acknowledging is the first step. Mm-hmm. I think in we're almost too like people are one too woke to kind of admit their biases, or just too brazen to care that they exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like we need to find a middle ground between like actually because I like personally I can just say for me like. I would admit if it was, but I think from, to be honest, from knowing you, Shez, I feel like I don't read, the re- part of the reason I don't feel like because you're such a devout Muslim, like you're, like, I I don't know. I feel like even though I don't know that many Muslims, you're like one of the closest people to me, you're Muslim. And I just, I don't really feel that. So if I see a man walk on a train, I just don't really, I really just generally don't think anything, even after 7-7 and then things there. I just thought, to be honest, I don't know. It's the likelihood is so small that I just didn't really it just didn't really phase me but just in general like I could see why people would think ah oh, this that and the other but I was also saying like for me if I see a if I see a group of black boys going to like walking to a train in tracksuits I'm suspicious facts mm. 100% like just depending on what depending on what they look like I can tell a group of men that look like you know they're just you know just doing their thing and a group of men that look shifty so if they look shifty but it's the same thing if I what saw a group of white huh yeah, I was gonna say it's the same. If I see a group, I see a group of young of white, white teenagers, like young white in a, teenagers, in a, a men shook, in, a, in a gaggle, I'm absolutely shook. shook. To be honest, probably, I'm, a probably group more of man, so. A bag of man looking shifty. <laughs> I'm shook. Like yeah, that's just what it honest, is. Like, yeah. it's, it's about what race, bro. As a, as a woman, as, as a woman especially, if there's a group of guys just together and they don't look like no, to be honest, no matter what they look, yeah, like. Know. To be honest, I'd say the group of guys that I'm like least um, like probably least scared of would probably actually if I saw a group of Muslim guys I think all I together, would, to be honest no as a woman I was thinking actually as a woman if I saw a group of Muslim guys like outside of, or something like that and I walk past I probably feel the most comfortable because I feel like they're the less least likely to harass me yeah that's my honest yeah, opinion no, no, I was gonna say Chinese guys is that weird yes Asian guys oh my yeah. gosh I, honestly I don't I feel scared Chinese, of them at all and Japanese. I think that's also rooted in my own in our own <laughs> conceptions of I think that's probably part of prejudice as well because yeah. I think Asian men it's are also experience though they're portrayed as weak though to be fair and I genuinely Maybe, feel like yeah. if I saw an Asian yeah. guy walk towards me, yeah, true. I actually wouldn't be shook. And then that's terrible because I think that's actually rooting some kind of racism against like mm-hmm. the idea of Asian men being less masculine. Mm-hmm. But I just don't. That's actually one of the reasons why Paki bashing actually took off. I was mm-hmm. reading about this earlier that it kind of was because compared to black people that were also immigrating to the UK at that time, we were seen as just easy targets because mm-hmm. we were seen as docile and not really... Hmm, kind of that was actually one of the things I, and i guess that is a stereotype that exists um 
Yeah, which is, yeah. I guess kind of works in your favor. But I think it's it's the positive it's the positive experiences because another thing that I thought about is the positive like at uni for instance a lot of the positive ex- so when I went to Freshers Week I didn't I didn't drink right so it was a bit lonely then once they're like everyone else goes out to drink and I'm just like <laughs> I'm just kind of stuck but I could jam with the Muslims because they weren't drinking. Uh, do you so- join the ISOC? I didn't join. I didn't join ISOC, <laughs> but I, I was jamming with like so. Literally throughout uni, those like the, I don't know. All I can say is the Muslims at Birmingham Uni. They were just really great, like genuinely very very nice people. So I just got on with them. So I think even then, sometimes it's the positive experiences you have in your life yeah. that will stop you. I as, always, much, as yeah. much as as much as I say, you know, things like like so you say like Green Book, right? You watch that, and it was this whole thing of like the white guy met this this black guy who changed his experience about whichever group and as much as i think those things are very problematic in the way they portray things i think there's an element of truth to like when you have positive experiences with groups of people not to say that you're like your prejudices weren't right they of course they weren't right but i guess i've just never had bad experiences with muslims partly because all my experiences with them have been positive and it's not that not to say that if i had bare negative experience i'm justified in thinking that muslims are this and muslims and that but i think partly because i've had so many positive experiences it would be very difficult for someone to be able to come to me and be like, ah, oh, Muslims are this. I'd be like, well, no, everybody I've met has been absolutely fine. And even if I met a Muslim that wasn't or a couple of Muslims that weren't, it wouldn't, I don't think of it as like, oh, because you're Muslim, you're this. It's just... Mm-hmm. But I think those stupid. prejudices affect and, and manifest themselves differently in different groups. I don't mm. think it's always the same. So I think that that's definitely true in terms of personal experiences, but you'll definitely get, um, like most racist white people have got black friends or have got a Muslim friend and it's the attitude of oh well you're alright I mean you're you're cool Mm. it's everyone else it's the ones that I don't know it's the ones I've never met Mm -hmm. the ones I've never had an experience of they're the ones that that are the problems Um, it's not you Tyrone you're fine yeah (laughs) because ultimately that's that's the way that whiteness works right is it it, it elevates itself above every other category that's that's white supremacy and the way that it functions so I think that um, yeah, I, I think that the way that those prejudices outwork themselves within the white community um, is very different. Mm, yeah, I agree. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot, but thanks for coming and sharing your experience because I, I think it's really important because um, obviously I know the majority of people that listen to this podcast can be black, and we probably don't necessarily have an idea of what is going on for um, different oppressed groups or especially um, what happens to Muslims on a on a day to day. But I'm a pivot. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read a tweet that that was retweeted by one of our people here today, and it says this: White people having raci- racial dating preferences is racist. Pass it on. It's impossible to, <laughs> to, to detach what you view as attractive from the white supremacist world you've grown up in, which has always painted whiteness as the beauty ideal. Thoughts, opinions. I think well, start. I retweeted it, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, start, you, start, you, you start. already know where, <laughs> I, where I stand. Yeah, um, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I, I'm in full agreement, and it's it's funny. I was at a, I was at a psychology um, forum last year called the Black Thought Experiment, and we were discussing a similar thing about racial preferences within dating and whether or not they were acceptable and whether or not they were wrong. And I think for me, um, like all racial preferences are not the same. They're not equal. We're not coming at it from, from an equal vantage. So for example, um, if I talk to um, one of my black peers who might say, I I prefer my preferences only to date other black men or other black women, 
usually where that's rooted in is it's from a it's from a place of protection it's from a place of security it's from a place of i don't want to have to deal with the the microaggressions and the racism and everything else that comes along with dating outside of my race usually if you talk to a white person and a white person says um i only date other white people i'm only prepared to date other white people usually where that is rooted in is a place of white supremacy and racism when you really dig down into the reasons why um, so for me, yeah, I, I I fully agree with that statement. Okay, but who's gonna who's gonna challenge? Right. So, gonna that's challenge. it. Conversation Come. over. <laughs> Done. No, go on. I agree. You agree with me? Why do you agree? Wait, let Nezzy speak. Go on then. Go on then speak. Okay. The reason I'm going to disagree is because. I, okay, I think there's a difference between saying. I will only date another white person and I will only date, for example, within your, like, an Italian or an English person. Because I feel like there are cultural... Sometimes people just like to date within their own culture. So for an English person to say they prefer dating an, another English person, I don't necessarily they feel... enjoy a curry... They, they enjoy curry. They do have a curry on a, on a weekend. All those white British cultural <laughs> practices. And a, and a bit of jerk chicken, you know. <laughs> when they're watching the football. Yeah, yeah. I watching Sterling. Like, do you know what I mean? Or a bit of tea from India. So, <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I, I, in, in the sense that I think that sometimes people like to be with what's familiar to them and that's not necessarily racist. I think it's difficult in, in a system of white supremacy to kind of know from the outside whether that person has been racist whether they're actually just being like i like what's familiar and also in terms of like i guess physical attractiveness i think it's normal for people to like like themselves and find that physically attractive they should so, like themselves they should like themselves find it physically attractive so i find it for example black men who aren't attracted to black women like you need to go see psychologists like it's weird to not like yourself and i think it's the same with with if a white person if a if a white guy says to me i'm never attracted to white women I find that odd. I don't find it odd if you Super say, like, odd. I have a, you know, I, I generally like, tend to date black women. That's not necessarily odd. But to say, like, oh, I don't find white women attractive. You're white. Like, don't you look mm. in the mirror and like yourself? It's weird. So my mum's butters. Yeah, my mum's butters. <laughs> like, it's just weird. So, I, and I guess I'm, 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 I, because I think about my, I think about myself and I have only dated black men and will probably only date black men. And I'm generally more attracted to black men. That doesn't mean I don't find any white men attractive, but mm. I'm generally more attracted to black men. I think that's kind of like, that's not that weird. I think it'd be weird if I said like, oh, white men aren't, like, no white men are ever attractive or I can never be attracted to white men. That's weird because it's like, physical is attractiveness racist? is, I, I wouldn't know, it's not racist. I wouldn't say it's racist. I'd say it's strange because I, just, I don't think physical, like I don't think any one race of people can be universally physically unattractive. Like that's just weird. That's odd. So when white, white men will be like, I don't find black women attractive, that's... Yeah, but why don't you find black women attractive is the question because our racial, our, our preferences with regards to dating or our, our physical attractions, they don't exist within a, a vacuum. What is it that has conditioned you and has led us to have the attractions that we have? Mm -hmm. and, and white supremacy, Gemini, and, and these white standards of beauty that we, that we have, that we uphold, that's part of why white people, like whiteness is held up Yep. I mean, as, as the pinnacle of what is beautiful and that's why mm -hmm. people don't see people from outside of the white race as being attractive or beautiful I, think I definitely agree with that I'm just saying but if you flip it if we make it like a okay it's difficult because well, you can't I'm ever compare different. you can't ever compare whiteness to blackness in that sense so it's difficult but I'm saying if we <clears> if we say for example that 
if you think about a context where maybe there's a culture where they aren't as they aren't as exposed to for example an italian man saying he finds italian women like the most attractive type of woman italian men are ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไ
depends on the context, depends on the, on the setting. So for me, um, I can very much say, I can agree with you, Shez. Like, I'm like, I, I definitely find white women attractive, but I understand that given who I am and what I'm about and what I do and what I speak about, for me to date a white woman, it would have to be a very particular type of white woman. And on the whole, in terms of my own personal dating experience, what I normally find is that white women generally don't find me attractive. They might find me physically attractive, attractive mm-hmm. but the minute I open my Damn mouth so. or the minute they find out what I'm about, of course they, wouldn't. they know they can't take me home to their parents because they know that really? if their parents say something yeah. wild, I'm gonna, there's going to be a whole heap of madness. Mm. So that, that dating pool becomes unruly, a whole... <laughs> that dating Basically, it has to be someone super, super, quote, unquote, uh, woke. Yeah for, yeah, for want of a better phrase. So... Um, so for, for that purpose, if I was for like, so online dating, for example, if I was on, on like Tinder or Hinge or whatever, um, I would purposely be a lot more cautious in terms of like white women that I come into contact with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, apart from that, like there's nobody that I wouldn't. I mean, I was with a Bengali Muslim girl for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dated black girls, I've dated white girls, I've dated, my, I mean, it's, it's quite broad. Mm-hmm. Um, Generally speaking, in terms of physical attraction, which is really ironic, growing up, the one of the um, one of the women I found most attractive was Pamela Anderson or Melinda Messenger, right? Like Jeez. blonde women. That was my that was my type. Like until I was maybe 13, 14. Now, generally speaking, I'm not attracted to blonde women. Um, just regardless of race, that blonde women generally don't really do it for me. Um, do you think it's because you think they're ditzy? <laughs> <laughs> have you investigated no. that <laughs> that's definitely something that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm still trying to work for still trying to and that's not to say that I wouldn't date a blonde woman yeah, yeah nah, um, I got you I got you but yeah it's just not I, I just prefer dark haired women cheese cheese I hate that um, Sally you were gonna speak mm-hmm. yeah I forgot what I was gonna say things. Um, yeah I forgot what I was gonna say I was thinking about well, what was I thinking about oh I feel like you said something about white white people liking white people and that not being weird. I was yeah. saying, I, I said, I said, I, I think I was saying liking your own cultures, maybe or your own ethnic group is not necessarily weird, but like whiteness is such a broad term. Oh, okay. To yeah, say yeah. that you only like for a white person to say I only date in white people, but that's why it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, in a white supremacist context, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. In, in, yeah. in the context that we live in, doesn't make sense because it's like if you're talking about shared culture, you don't have that. Mm. I don't think just for a white person to say I have a shared culture with another white person like really makes sense oh, because it's in so that context. Yeah, yeah. I think in a black context, it makes more sense because of the diaspora and like West Africa and Saviour. Mm. There is actually a very strong connection mm. between like, and because of the way white supremacy is structured, that black people like tend to consume a lot of the same media. So even things like America, like we're very Americanized, you know what mm. I mean? Like a young black person in England will grow up watching The Fresh Prince yeah. and like listening to American, like, and that kind of, but for a white person, it's kind of like, well, what's your shared? Like, why does a white South African, South African feel like they have so much in common with a Russian? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't feel like, well, I don't feel like I know any white people who would be like, I just date white people. But if they did, I feel like that would be racist. They never say it though. That's what I'm saying. But That's I don't really know. interesting. But I think I it would be, honest, be racist. Because because white people white... don't have to see themselves as white. This is another thing we need to remember, right? Oh, like, as in we as brown and black people we have to see ourselves as that because it, race isn't a white thing white is even this idea of white compared to brown and black right or people mm. of color i know you hate that term i right? hate that term so much. it doesn't make sense because white people are a color 
right? There, as in, but it's this othering of my ethnic minorities and all of these terms that we use. They implicitly say white is the norm. The rest of us are a race. White people are just the the, the human beings, right? So they and you know we see this again with the way in which like terrorism is framed and stuff, and black on black crime. There's no kind of equivalent for white on white crime or anything like that, right? Because your race as a white person doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect your life on a day-to-day in the way that as a brown or a black person, especially as a black person... Well, it does, positively. Positively, yeah. but that's the thing. Yeah. You don't have you to... Don't have to you don't have to figure it. that out. Yeah. You can just put that down. And you don't even realise it. You can just put that down to the life. fact that you're successful and all of that, you've worked mm. hard, and that is... Uh, and that's a part of the truth in many cases, right? It's not to say that white people haven't worked hard in many cases, but... Yeah, they beat us hard. Yeah, man. They... <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, slavery joke. We can't Thank make you. slavery jokes, sorry. Go not on. on this podcast. But, you know... Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you made me lose my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what <laughs> But, no, no, you, you were just saying, like, that, that white people don't have to think about... Don't have to think about their race and that... I don't know, like it's for them to say that now uh, I only date white people because I want to date someone who's part of my culture or whatever. Mm. Like, I, like for me personally, I just, I kind of feel like I don't mind. I don't, like, That's the thing, I don't mind I, I, just, I just feel like if, if a white person said to me, I only date white people, I'm not going to be like, like, yo, like, fine. Yeah. Like, that's, 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 that's okay for you. I think that's for, okay for, for you. Women. But okay, for example, what I've heard from um, some black women, I was, I was watching, I was, um, this is what my, back when I was on Twitter, and it was when the grapevine did their thing about interracial dating and a black woman was Uh-oh. saying basically that she was like black guys one black girl was saying black guys never give me the time of day like i'm like plus sized i'm dark skinned i have very traditional african features mm-hmm. like what white guys have been my only option so when a white guy says i don't he doesn't date black girls for, for, uh, some, for, for somebody who only dates other yeah, black yeah, people yeah. and you. maybe you're conventionally attractive enough that you can date other black people freely yeah, then that's, that's fine but for for example a black woman and I'm talking to you about dark skinned black women because that's often the group that find that even within their race of black men don't get as much love then for a white guy to say I don't date black women that is a big deal because it means your dating options are now like mm. really small because your own race of men who are the ones who should be technically more, more likely to find you attractive say they don't and then the wider population, a lot of them don't. So then it's like, it's a big deal when a white person says I don't date black people in that context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. I get. I I would say from a woman's perspective, like obviously, from a men, the men, a male perspective, it's just very easy to be like, yeah, well, we don't care because we're just going to date black women, and we know that black women there will always be black women to date us. But obviously, we can piss off and date whoever the hell we want as well, and we do that all the time. So yeah, it's it's easy for, it's easy for me to say so. I guess for me it doesn't it doesn't matter, but then also it doesn't matter that I said that because obviously I'm not gonna care because I I just, I personally would only consider dating black women and that's just what I'm gonna do and yeah and I, I it's, it would be easy enough for me to find that but it'd be difficult for someone who's like a black woman if uh, if their options are limited within black men if they then go out and want to date other races but other races are race well I'll say races but like say well, actually, I don't want to, I only date within my own race, then it's a problem because it's our men. But then my question to that would be, is it that, do you know what I'm saying? Is it that they are wrong? Is it just that our like, black men are wrong? Do you see what I'm saying? Like black men are the ones that say we would go out and date whoever, 
but other races are saying, no, I'll date within my race. Another race is saying, I'll date within my race. Yeah, but it's black think, men that yeah. are the ones that I feel say. like that's to do with the hierarchy because, like, well, obviously, there's, a, there's, like, a race hierarchy and black people are at the bottom, mm-hmm. generally speaking. And I just feel like... Well, I don't know. It's this dumb thing about, like, black women feeling like black men should ride for them and that they don't. Or, like, we feel betrayed when black men support or don't support us or do things... Or like have preferences outside. So like if a black man doesn't want to date black women, I think that's dead. You think not it's because dead? not because I think you owe it you you have to date black women. But we have to date black women. No, <laughs> no, but like why do you have that preference? Like I want you to interrogate that preference. Like why do you not want to? Like are you trying to climb up or something? Do you know what I mean? And that's probably what it is half the time. I got a question in regards to yeah. that. So, would you say, for example, if a black woman, or say a black guy, was dating a brown woman, yeah, would you say that? Would you have the same response as it were to a black guy dating a white woman? A black guy dating a brown woman. That's so what, yeah, okay. as in, so for example, yeah, like yeah. Well, no, I, f- I think that's still. Well, it depends what kind of. It depends what kind of brown person. There's different. It means that light people. skin and dark But also, skin. it's like this: the hierarchy. So it's like I feel like some black men just want to get away from blackness mm. do you know what i mean or they want to have families escape. that aren't that have children that have more desirable features or whatever so they want to mm. try and get away from black women so i'm like okay if you don't want to date black women then why do you not want to date black women and if you don't have an answer then you should think about it because it's probably ingrained in something really toxic so then how but then i guess from a practical perspective like it sounds bad it sounds bad i don't want to sound bad say it cool. <laughs> say if a black like a black guy is out here dating white women is he, by all intents and purposes, a goner? I don't want to say that every black guy that dates white women is a goner. Like, I'm not saying what that. What do you mean a goner? What is I mean he, is... What is I mean exclusively is, dating white women? Yeah, as in, that's what I'm talking about. No, not someone that just... I'm not talking about yeah, equal yeah, opportunities yeah, dating. Yeah. I'm talking about a black Exclusive. man that just dates white women. He only dates white women. Is he a goner? Because the reason I say that is because, like... Yes. I'm thinking... <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the end reason, of it. The reason, the reason I'm saying <laughs> that is because, like... like I'm it's not a conversation. As far as I'm concerned, any black person who only exclusively dates outside of their race has internalized self-hatred it's not yep. possible it's not it's just not possible <laughs> and okay actually let me i was playing devil's advocate with with what you said about yeah. i completely agree with you i don't think it's possible for it to be a white person to say that i only date mm. white people not be racist in the same way i don't think it's possible for a, to, be, to be a black person and say i only exclusively date outside my yeah, race but, so the, but my question is the reason the reason i say that is because for instance Vincent adam i don't know you've grown up in this society mm. so you have every opportunity to be a certain way right and say you know i only date um white women and i just don't find black women tra- attractive and that kind of thing the reason i ask if they are gonna is because i'm like i'm doing something in my head from a practical perspective can you change your dating preferences like can you yeah, yeah. i guess that's, that's that's what i'm thinking i don't know it's like is, like is it ingrained is it ingrained in your gonna now because this is what you've been brought up with and so oh. you're just going to find this attractive and as much as i can tell you you know, you should investigate this, this and that. Are you like, I don't know. But again, I think it, that's why I asked the question is, is about interrogating where those preferences and attractions are rooted in. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because if it comes from, from a toxic place, like, like Sally was saying, then I think those things can be unlearned. I think your, your, mm. your, your, um, what you find attractive. Because generally speaking, I don't know about you guys, but generally speaking for me, as I've got older, my attractions have changed anyway. Mm. And now, mm. like I'm 33 now, physical attraction is far less important in terms of things that I'm looking for when it comes to dating than other aspects of a person's character. And that always that wasn't always the case. Maybe when I was mm. 20, 21, it would have been a lot more um, a lot more physical. So I think you can definitely unlearn it, but 
like just to go back to the point that you that you were making because it's like what about if you like if you only if you only exclusively date outside of your own race like i would say if a if a white person only dates exclusively outside of their own race that's a problem yeah, I'm gonna be like, definitely. you got a fetish. Like, we need oh, to. See, we that need was to that, talk that about was the next 100%. thing I was gonna, I was gonna 100%. get into, right? Like, so where do you think the line comes between, like, being like, ah, uh, so say for instance for you, right? You say like, I don't, I'm discriminating, discriminating, not discrim- I'm discriminatory with my choices about if I'm gonna date a white woman. I wouldn't say that. No, I'm not. But I'm, I mean, is in terms of like, if you're dating a white woman, mm. she can't be like whatless. I mean, you don't want anyone to be honest, but you mean I know you know what I mean, right? She has like, certain understandings, certain understandings of race, of, of race, race and different and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. But like, how do you? I guess how do you stop it from being like, oh, now I'm fetishizing, or is it is it clear in your head like, oh, I just date, you know, this is who I date, and I'm I'm cool with it, as opposed to how do you know when someone's fetishizing it versus like it's their it's just who they're deciding to date or it's their preference or whatever. If a white person is only exclusively dating, is making a conscious decision to always date outside their own race, then what what's the reason behind that? Like, what what is it about that particular person that or that particular group that is attracted? Because, like I said, none of these attractions exist within a vacuum. You, we, we have it constantly shoved down our throat that um, that um, Asian women or, or sort of East Asian women mm. are more submissive, more passive, more quiet. So we have this quote, and I hate the phrase, but quote unquote, yellow fever. Um, or you have this idea that, that black women are more sexually promiscuous. Mm. Um, all of these things. Are, and, and, and that is what feeds a lot of people's attraction. Yeah. So I'm just like, I just want to know why. You're white. Why would you not date somebody from your own race? Why? Mm. What if it, but what if it's someone, for example, I've heard stories of like white people who've grown up in predominantly black neighborhoods or they've, gone, they've grown up in, like, for example, our church is very predominantly black so if you're white uh, yeah it's if you're a white person who's grown up in the church context and you want to date someone from the same religion or denomination it's very likely in my particular domination mm-hmm. that in my london area that it's probably going to be a black person and you might have only dated black people not because you yeah, have yeah, a that's weird because cool you can say why yeah that's 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 my yeah. that's my lived experience i grew up on a pizza estate in deptford in a, in a very predominantly black community i was in a black church most of the spaces that I'm in, in terms of the, the people that I come into contact with, proximity and, and people that are attracted to me, are predominantly black women. So more than likely, if I'm dating, that's going to be where we're going to gravitate to because we're going to have more in common and there's more understanding and everything else. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying, I categorically would never date somebody, yeah, if you're exclusively yeah, yeah. saying, then that's, that's where it becomes problematic. I, do you know what I mean? I, I've, mm. I've grown up in that environment. I would date a white woman. But there are people that would be like, I would never date a white woman. Or a white man. Mm. No, I, think I think that's, that's the difference. I think, no, I think that's a good point. Do you think you can fetishize your own race? Huh? Mm, no. How the really? hell could you fetishize your own race? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Come Should I speak on it? I think... All right, so I can speak about Muslims rather than Pakistanis. Kind of thing in this sense. Because, you know, we were saying about uh, East Asian women are fetishized for being submissive, black mm. women for being promiscuous. I think Muslim women are kind of fetishized from colonial times as being kind of mysterious kind of hidden behind this veil mm. and stuff kind of mm. and this actually came out quite a few years back there was a porn star Mia Khalifa mm. right she's Lebanese but she's not Muslim she's a Christian Lebanese person and she, she did who? what Christian. she's Christian oh, there's a lot of Christians cool. man come and educate yourself <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Raven. <laughs> a Christian porn star. Oh, okay. but she was she's a Christian Lebanese person, but she did a porn video with a hijab on, right? Hey, and so many hey, whoa, yeah, yeah, because hey. and that was wait, and she's Christian. She's Christian, but she's Arab. Isn't I apologize, she's Arab. bro. So well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not. She's Christian when she's doing the porn video. So for men, we're not claiming her. But anyway. <laughs> nah, you don't have to apologize. To be fair, it's the same way that I don't expect you to apologize for. Yes, yeah, I won't apologize. Yeah, yeah, I'm apologizing. Cool, nah. <laughs> you could be here for a while. Now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you the crusades yeah. and the, the, the slave. <laughs> nah, of course. Cool. I don't. Just like a Muslim would say, a person who does a suicide attack isn't a real Muslim. I think I can safely say someone who does. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, anyway, continue. Yeah, but. Um, anyway yeah so she did a video with a hijab on and that became till today I is think she alive she, yeah man <laughs> she she lives in america isn't it? she doesn't she live just in Lebanon. Engaged, like a couple weeks ago yeah so she she's one of the most popular porn stars till today right and that video basically blew her up like she's, that made her into a, brave, a star that's, that, right? yeah. and that's because of this kind of hidden Mm. fetishization of muslim women this whole mm. and it's kind of you see that in some of the like rhetoric that comes around we got liberate muslim women we like kind of taking off their scarves and stuff in it like that kind of thing there's a certain fetishization so do, you, do you think yeah. muslim muslim men sometimes fetishize muslim women so i think there is this fetishization of people that wear the scarf mm. compared to ones that don't i think that muslim is men, something that exists muslim yeah so mm. i think in that sense you can fetishize certain aspects of kind of Again, it's difficult because it's not a race, right? Mm. As in, but you can fetishize really certain. Because I think when I, when, because for me, I mean, it's slightly different for me as I, for me, I've always thought of my dating preference in terms of Muslim, non Muslim, not in terms of brown, non brown, yeah. right? And within that, I obviously had preferences, right? So I can say that, say, maybe five, six years ago, I probably would have said that I wouldn't have dated a black person to be honest and this goes down to like condi- social condition that goes back to what we're towards pakistanis as in mm. it literally is a compliment to be like you are looking white today if you say that in urdu that is a compliment you know oh. that is a compliment so that's mm. there's that conditioning from there and then obviously yeah. add that to conditioning here living here mm. y- you know you're kind of conditioned to think that light-skinned people are attractive mm. so um, rebelling right now you know so obviously you have those preferences but as in the way i've always seen it in my mind is muslim non-muslim yeah. right so i don't remember where i was going with this to be honest but you're talking about fetishizing your own yeah I'm so thinking, but i don't yeah. think i don't i wouldn't say that a black man who likes light women fetish has a fetish really like, no, that's that's i don't yeah. think it's a fetish i think it's a fetish i, I think, think it's, it's, it's definitely a fetish but it's it's co- but I feel like that's colorism, the wrong word. It's colorism, trash. Colorism, colorism is not a fetish. But it's not a fetish. No, but it, it is a fetish if you're ascribing certain. Because I've heard black men ascribe personality traits oh, to, okay. to yeah. light skinned yeah. dark women. Like, I've yeah. literally had someone stand up like in what? this very house that we are in today in mm. front of my face mm. say to me that light skinned like, light skin women are more attractive, but dark skinned women have better personalities. And I've heard, I've definitely, like, I've definitely heard some of wow. people say things are about we, like, lights. Are we naming them? <laughs> no, 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 no. We can name them. Are you keeping the same energy? Well, the thing is, they were like, six, yes. six, they, were, they were like 16 at the time. So I thought, oh, how are you? It's fair game, it's fair game. Uh, it's a black person, so I feel more protective. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold, it anyway, down, hold, hold it down, hold it down, hold it down. Um, he might change. He yeah, might change. Might change. <laughs> Allow it, innit? Yeah. The white man doesn't get a second chance. Nah. No, no, I don't They had enough chance. They had enough. He'll get loads of chances in life. This is the time I probably won't. You don't need to get more chances. 
Um, yeah, so, and said that. And I've heard people ascribe, like, likes women as, like, more, like, I don't know, like, womanly, like, submissive. They don't have as much okay, attitude. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, nicer. I've heard people characterise dark women yeah, as that's mean. True. Like, what as in dark women as mean. And you say it's true. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> what did you say? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I meant it, no, no. I meant it in, like, the... I'm joking, I know. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I definitely think, and, and then I thought, because you, you said to, to interrogate my preference for for black men, and I've actually over the years I've I've inter- like interrogated my preference, especially for dark skinned black men, and I've come to the conclusion that some of my preferences for dark skinned black men were problematic because I feel like they were rooted in a lot of the like stereotypical racial tropes about black men being more like like darker men being more like dominant mm. and like macho and like manly. And I still That's do like dark men, but I've definitely like broadened even within black men to be like, because, and to recondition myself to not see light skinned men as like mm. weaker and more like, <clears throat> you know, like weaker and more womanly and like pretty boys, because I definitely think that is, so that is part of colorism. Like the yeah. reason why dark skinned women are seen as aggressive and more masculine is because we see dark skinned men as more aggressive and masculine. Like you just look on TV, like, yeah. I don't know, like you look yeah. at any, any sort of like, I don't know, maybe black um, comedy or something. There's always, or some sort of, or so, anything. There's always gonna be a receptionist. They're never light-skinned. And they're always yeah. dark-skinned. They're always, always got attitude. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. 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 And, then, and then there's always like a kind of uh, yeah. light-skinned pretty boy who kind of maybe sings and is like a bit of a, you know, like a crude. And and mm-hmm. all those things, I think it is effective. Like, for example, if you see black men, dark-skinned black men as more like masculine, that often comes with like sexualization, like being hypersexualized and having bigger penises and stuff like that. That mm-hmm. is all racial stereotyping. And I definitely think as a black person, you can still, you can in a way, fetishize your yeah. own race. Mm-hmm. It's true. I feel it. Or you can fetishize. I think an important point that we haven't touched on is is the fetishization of children. Mm. So people dating mm. interracially for the benefit of having mixed race kids. Mm-hmm. So my my son is my son is mixed race. Um, he's um, quite light skinned and people the people say the wildest things. Mm. I mean they they compliment his perfect complexion or um, I mean his his good hair. Um, and there's definitely you can go on Instagram and look at these mixed race baby accounts that have got mm. thousands of followers and it is it's literally it's weird it's creepy and a lot of the kids that that, um, that people tend to um, idealise as, as beautiful tend to mirror their own for want of a better phrase like their own sexual preferences yeah. for the type of men mm-hmm. or the type of women that mm-hmm. they would mm-hmm. date do you know what I mean if they were if they were older mm-hmm. um, so I think that again although that that's not it's, it's a different type of fetishization. I think that's something that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, I've, I've definitely heard people like saying stuff like, yeah, dating in, in a certain way so they can try and predict the, the skin of their kid. I always hope when people say all that stuff, <laughs> I just hope their kid comes out mad dark, bro. Just black, like, even not darker even, than me. Not why dark, you, but just yeah, like, why? That's like, like, you could have a kid with green eyes completely unattractive. Yeah, isn't it? Like, why are you saying that? That's a bad thing. Bro, What's I'm dark. On? I want them to come out like me, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's no, I do, yeah, no, I, I definitely, <laughs> no, I, I definitely it. hear that. I think, yeah, it's just about trying to, and it seems like with all of the, almost the message with everything that's been said today, it's just like a lot of self, self, um, learning and just like actually taking the time to sit down and like, right, why do I think like that? What is my preference? Why, like, why is that? And edu- like educating yourself, but it seems like a lot of the times we just we're quick to give our opinions, we're quick to like say what we think about this and blah blah blah, but. We're not quick to listen and not quick to to 
sit down and think, oh, what is it about me that why do I think this and why do I think that? And take into account all the things that we have been shown in society because I, I never thought until this point, like, oh, maybe I could fetishize women within my own race. I've never really thought about it, but it's, it's definitely very possible that I, I don't know, that I, I've decided to go for a particular type of black woman because I think they're more strong on them or whatever. But I just never really even thought that that could be a thing. But yeah, it's possible. Um, but yeah, I guess that's, that's, the, that's the message for this one, guys. Know yourself, innit? Um, yeah, Telson Foundation, Volume 14. We're out.